And finally, here we go for season five, episode nine, with the theme of um, remembering lifestyle changes. This is number five, which is American Babylonians. And uh, this segment is how stepping back from the mainstream narratives that are being pushed by false freedom and how, uh, how the way we dress as a society might be adding to that. So once again, you know, I, I don't think I word that, I worded that right, but I'm just trying to say that the, the, the modern times we're living in, as far as America and, you know, you'll always see this on uh, social media that it's, you know, native land natives were here first. And so we know that. So I'm, I'm talking, or I know that, and that's what I'm using my base to talk about this because America has become like a, a privileged land of, um, those who take advantage of the wrong things, the bad sides, the ones that don't do their research and just kind of mouth off and pop off, you know? Um, so that's where, you know, the Babylonian era, the reason why I say American Babylonians is they lived in like ignorance, you know, they lived in bliss. Everything was there for them. Um, all they needed and wanted was whatever they had. And if they wanted more, they'd go out and go get it, you know, but that's kind of like where I see this American society now, where it's just kind of like, um, woke, woke culture has pretty much taken over. And then, um, it, it's, it's kind of been more based on their feelings, because uh, the feelings matter more than the truth. And perfect example, again, is that lady, Maxine Waters. She's out there. She was, there's video footage, you know, you can find it if you want to go back and look at it and research it. But she was out there saying for people to protest against these Republicans that were in power at the time and to, and to hit or punch Donald Trump. And then, so now if Donald Trump were to say those same words, that black lady would get all hurt and saying, oh, well now he's trying to, you know, incite riots, incite riots. And, uh, he's, he's misogynistic. He doesn't like black women. It's like, well, fuck you said it first, stupid, you know? And so that, you know, that's just kind of like one example that I've seen so far. So this whole thing, this Donald Trump witch hunt, it, it goes along with what I'm trying to say here, because as much as I try to avoid that, damn, they throw this shit in my face every day when I watch the news or when I'm just trying to enjoy social media, you know, I see all kinds of shit like that. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, come on, man, you guys. And, um, so if your feelings are hurt, that's where, you know, you're, you're not really looking at the truth. And I remember my mom as a kid, she always used to say, you know, cause she had like, um, like not bad grammar, but her grammar wasn't all there sometimes. So she would say like, the truth is hurt. So, you know, I used to get a kick out of it as a kid and I was, I'd be laughing cause it sounded a little res, but you know, I know what she was, I know what she meant, but you know, the, the truth is hurtful, you know, nobody wants to know the truth. So that's why these, um, um, these American Babylonians are kind of getting away with a lot of this. And my whole point is that the way these guys are living, 
and then they're claiming they care about lives, but they ignore Native Americans. They ignore the Native heritage and the roots. That's what's going to bring down America, not the Native Americans. Us natives, we have our ceremonies, we have our traditional ways, we have our dances, our songs, our prayers, our language, our way of life. So all that right there that encompasses all tribes is not what's going to bring down America, is my point. What's going to bring down America is all these people who think they knew better, all these people that, you know, looked at us and uh, just ignored us. All those uh, woke people that don't want to talk about missing, murdered indigenous women, that uh, they don't want to talk about elderly abuse, you know. They want to talk about, oh, well, the transgenders are not being treated fair. It's like, so? Look at us Native Americans, man. You know, how do you think we feel? You know, the only thing we had to really get us through stressful times was alcohol. And a lot of us are alcoholics. And for the next generation that didn't want to be alcoholics, they're doing drugs, and where is that generation that, that, that were doing drugs? A lot of them OD'd, man. A lot of them died from meth and fentanyl. So, you know, that's why whenever these uh, woke people start talking about stupid shit like that, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to listen to you guys because you're, you're not working with us natives here, you know? Work with us first. Get our support. You know, we'll work with you then. And I think that's where we, we stand as native people. Or we should make a stand instead of trying to jump in with, oh, yeah, I support Ukraine. Well, that's great. But, um, you know, Ukraine's not going to do anything for us anytime soon. And all that money that's going through Ukraine, that's that is really shady. Why in the hell isn't that money coming to us? If you're driving on the Navajo Nation at this point, you know where all the potholes are. So I know I do. I'm fucking bobbing and weaving like a boxer going up and down the highway, you know, uh, swerving side to side like I'm George Jones, you know, like like I'm drunk or something. So I think at this point, the cops know (laughs) the difference between a weaving driver who is avoiding potholes and a weaving driver that's just drunk, you know. So all that being put together is why I'm saying this nonprofit, I'm going to make sure that if America falls that at least this nonprofit was there to try to make a difference at one point. And if somebody says, oh, well, Native Ravager, you failed. I'm like, I failed because you let me fail. I failed because you didn't want to help me. I failed because you didn't support me. And I could only do so much, you know. I don't have, you know, millions and billions of dollars in my pocket in my account where I can just, you know, put it on a problem and make it go away, you know. Even if I had all the money... Let's say I had $4 billion to help out through this nonprofit. Is it really going to help out or am I just going to get blocked by a bunch of people who have witchcraft, hate, and skinwalking abilities attacking me saying, well, I don't like you because you got $4 billion in your bank account and you're not helping me, so I'm going to witch you. It's like, well, the more you witch me, the less likely it is I'm going to help you. And it's like, well, I'm going to witchcraft you till you die, Native Ravager. So if I die from being witchcraft, then what's the point then? You know, you still didn't get any money. (laughs) So, you know, that's how it it seems like to me. So that's why, um, you know, and the thing about the way we dress, you know, as a society might be adding to how, you know, these woke people are getting things done. You know, pulling your pants down below 
your waistline to where, you know, especially guys to show their, their underwear. I never really got into that. I wasn't really concerned with it. It didn't really bother me. I really didn't give a shit. But once Navajo Pedro told me that that's what prisoners do to show that they're prostitutes, they're male prostitutes, they, they sag their pants so they could show that ass tissue to show other men that they're available for sex. I was like, God damn, that's fucking wicked, man. And here's little Wayne, man. The dude's all in his, you know, baggy pants showing his shorts. And then, oh man, then here's a picture of him uh, kissing that guy, Birdman. Like, it's like, he wasn't even hiding it. Then I saw this other picture where Birdman was just really staring at Lil Wayne. Like he was just really in love with Lil Wayne, man. He like couldn't wait to put his wiener in him or something. Oh, man, it was just, like, really twisted, man. I was like, holy shit. And then there's a lot more stuff about, you know, the the rap and hip-hop community, how it's just a lot of gay men, you know, basically getting it on with each other. And I saw this one video on YouTube. Um, this guy was talking about, he was a Puff Daddy's, um, uh, or P. Diddy, his uh, bodyguard. <clears throat> and he said that one time he went with... Um, with a uh, puff daddy, whatever, Sean Combs, he went with him to a, an adult store and Sean Combs had never been in one before, apparently. So this is what he said. And then, um, the thing he started reaching for, cause he didn't know what a lot of the stuff was for. He started reaching for a lot of butt plugs. <laughs> so Sean Combs got a lot of shitload of butt plugs and then he got like some lubrication or whatever on his way out. <clears throat> he's, he dropped like hunt a stack of hundred dollar bills on the counter because he did not want that guy to ring up the sale and say, Oh, here's Sean Combs. He bought this much of uh, sex toys here at this uh, adult bookstore sex shop thing. So he dropped all that money off and he took off. And then, so he was being the bodyguard. He followed him to the hotel and then there he met up with Ja Rule and then Sean Combs and Ja Rule went into the room with one lady and then uh, later on, this dude comes up and he says, oh, yeah, I'm here to see my cousin, Ja Rule. You know, yeah, I'm his cousin. And as a bodyguard, you know, his job was to protect Sean Combs. So he's like, no, nah, sorry, dude, can't let anybody in there. You know, this is my job. And the guy's like, well, you know, I'm family. So you're going to deny family? He goes, well, I got to. I'm doing my job. He goes, he goes no, no, just just talk to just let uh, uh, Ja Rule know that I'm here. So I guess he kind of started fighting him right there and uh, in the hallway then. <clears throat> I think it was uh, Ja Rule opened the door and he was naked. And then he was, what's going on? You know, with his like a Hulk Hogan voice or whatever. <laughs> and then, uh, and then um, and he told him, hey, man, this guy's trying to get in. Says your cousin. Says, yeah, that's my cousin. Why don't you let him in? He's like, well, I work for Sean Combs. And Sean Combs, you know, I got to look out for his health too. You know, this guy could have a gun. I don't know. You know. So anyways, what ended up, what ended up happening was Sean Combs came over. He was also naked. The lady over there was naked. And he's, and that the bodyguard said it smelled like butthole and I don't know, some kind of another fragrant smell or some shit. So he goes, I don't know what Ja Rule and Puff Daddy were doing. They're naked with butt plugs and that one white lady or whatever was in there. He goes, but damn, that, that is not something that most men should be doing together. You know, he was saying, and anyway, so that right there, that's just where culture is leading. You know, you give people an inch, they take a mile. So that's why back in the day, 
the chase and must sons would tell you, you know, change your clothes, dress up right, don't be like this, don't have a slouchy, you know, sh- you know, shitty attitude. You're gonna you're gonna add to the environment, and which is pretty much happening now, anyways. So, um, and then the other thing too was um, the uh, the climate change, um, the all that stuff in in today's um, society. You know, and that whole thing about the clothes and the sagging of the pants, that's where, that's the direction it led to. So that was my whole point. I kind of lost my train of thought there because I was kind of like disgusted with those two. But anyways, the other thing is uh, climate change. Now everybody's like, oh, well, the, the, the world's heating up. Well, what I said on this podcast last year was that we had a bunch of rain. I said, it's going to be a long winter. You know, it's gonna, we're going to have a thick winter. Well, now in March, it's snowing and raining and it's still cold. So right there, you know, that kind of, you know, that kind of goes with that Navajo wisdom that already said, we're going to have a long winter. And now it's still raining. And this morning there was snow on the ground. And yesterday morning there was snow on the ground. So all the stuff that's going down is, you know, that whole thing. If you want to blame climate change, yeah, sure, go ahead. But the, the climate change will be decided by the poor people of Asia and Latin America. And, you know, oh, th- th- this was this video I saw on YouTube. And this guy goes, and the reason why is they don't care about saving the planet because of their poverty. They're too poor to care about climate change. That that Greta Thunberg, the one that's always, you know, saying that, oh, climate change is killing everything. You know, ecosystems are dying. Well, you know, that goes into politics and uh, money, money problems where, you know... Um, you know, some of the oceans that they're clearing off, those coral reefs that are dying, um, I think it was because of pollution. I I, I got to restudy all this shit again. But um, it, those coral reefs that are dying is what's making the ocean waves rise, uh, you know, the ocean rise higher and have a higher tides and it's reaching more into the land because those coral reefs are not there to uh, to hold back the water anymore like they used to, those sponges, you know. Anyways, and then... Asia and Latin America, they're so beat down that, you know, all the young kids there, they don't give a shit about the the climate. They want food, they want shelter, they want a family, you know, and putting all that together, if you, if everybody could put their political differences aside and put it all together and do nonprofits and work with that, maybe there'd be a chance those guys would care about it from then on. They're like, okay, I'm fed, I got a place to stay, I got a family that loves me. All right, what can I do to give back? Oh, climate change? Okay, well, let me see what I can do with that, you know. So that could be a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to actually happen, but it could be a possibility. And, um, you know, that poverty really just screws with these younger generation, these, these, you know, kids living in poverty, you know, that's where they're, that's where they're at. And then, um, then the top poverty population right now is in India. So why isn't Greta Thunberg over there saying, you know, I'm here to help you guys because I care so much about uh, climate change that I don't want the world to die without having you guys having a chance to save it. And uh, I want to work with you. You know, she don't say that shit. She's just saying, how dare you? (laughs) So anyways, uh, with all that being said, you know, that's just where I just want to crush everything together. I really wanted to spread it out more, but I just want to put it all together because there's a a few more subject matter I want to talk about. Uh, They're almost related, but you know, they're just other, other discoveries that I seen 
and some of it that I've watched on, uh, you know, like YouTube or social media. And so anyways, that's where all that has been coming together. And it's just, I, I was just trying to tie it in with, uh, lifestyle changes, you know, how things are changing, but also remembering those changes and remembering the lifestyles because they've all changed at different drastic points. And now with the way woke, woke culture is, it's trying to take advantage of that and saying, oh, this is why, you know, we need to start doing things our way now is because that old way things didn't work out and everybody was treated, you know, terribly. It's like we're going to be treated terribly anyways, regardless of what we do. And that's why, you know, spiritual, cultural um, uh, way of life with them, with, especially with Navajos that is, I, I think that's more important than supporting the woke culture because this culture is dying out. What's going to happen if we all die out? You know, everything, everything that I'm doing is pretty much going to be not worth it. You know, it might mutate into something weird. It might become a, um, a nonprofit where we're supporting extraterrestrial aliens and trying to give them free, free living on planet earth for whatever stupid reason, you know, then it'd be like, Hey, wait a minute. Wasn't this nonprofit about originally about helping Navajo veterans? What the hell happened now? They're, uh, supporting an intergalactic Senate, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, just shit like that could happen. You know, it's just, uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, all, all I'm doing with these podcasts is just l l putting it out there. Just saying, look, this is the way I see it. These are my opinions. And, uh, is it right or wrong? I really don't give a damn, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to say what I can while I can. So with that being said, man, I uh, appreciate you listening. And, um, we'll go ahead and end this, um, podcast episode, uh, uh, episode, uh, nine. And I want to try to hurry up and play a little catch up and get maybe five more episodes in before, um, before the middle of uh, April and, Probably try to end the podcast by May. Well, we'll see what happens, though. But other than that, for the Clagatel Veteran Podcast, uh, I don't want to be taking up too much more time. So I'm just going to end it and say thank you for listening. And I appreciate it, man. You know, it's just, um, if you got, like, I, like I've been saying before, I don't really say it too often. But if you got something you want me to talk about, go for it. Shoot it to me and we'll, we'll, I'll bring it up. And if you want to make correction changes, I can do that, too. So other than that. For the Clagato Veteran Podcast, I've been your loyal host, Mateo Native Ravager, saying yeah, see ya.